0: Are you ready? Are you ready? Do the countdown. We're live. Do the do the countdown. Again, I, that I, song I always it.
1: makes me happy. That's a like, Zelda song. Yana, of course it makes like, you happy. It's so upbeat that it's just like, it makes you, gotta It makes me want to grab
0: up that wooden sword and start chopping down some yeah. goblins and orcs. I can't remember what they were called in Zelda. Hey, welcome to the show. I uh, wrote a little song for you guys to start off with. This is our intro song. It's a little theme song. Ready, Lindsay? Kick it. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. Ooh, they got a podcast. Hey, hey, it's a podcast. Brandon and Lindsay have a podcast now. Ha, ha. Ooh, 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 podcast. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times, people just line up outside my house and clap for me like that when I start singing. Yeah. That happens a lot. small town.
1: Welcome, everyone, to our new home in Martha's Vineyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's looking pretty good in here. I know. It's looking pretty good. You,
1: I like what you've done with the place. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Just a lot of white tones.
0: Dude, the Mississippi <laughs> Superman, he knows. That's a super catchy tune.
1: Uh, yeah, you said... That it was a new song that you just wrote But it was like You're ruining
0: the illusion Well,
1: I'm just saying that like I'd actually You actually sang that song before I thought it was just going to be like Some random stuff that just came out of your brain
0: Well it was random at one time
1: Yeah that's true
0: the Cheryl Crow's house Cheryl <laughs> Crow's house looks like this This place is banging I, I love
1: that's it here It's be kind of tiny for Cheryl Crow's house
0: This is just the sunroom Okay yeah you're right Matching chairs. We've had the matching chairs, Kai. Catch up, dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How long we had the matching chairs for a hot minute? We've
1: been a little while.
0: So uh we got a couple of got a couple of things to cover today. First of all, I want to tell you we got a special guest, but he's not here yet. He's not here. It's a matter of fact. I
1: have to email him the link. He said I have to email it to him. Take it, Lindsay. So yeah, he's stuck in LA traffic. I give you a little hint of who it is. But I guess, I don't know. Are you seeing the thumbnail if you're on YouTube? on YouTube, Okay. Oh, man. So then uh, you probably already know.
0: I think it's in the description uh, on Facebook, too.
1: Kai so says, I love ketchup. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Who loves I don't ketchup? Know. Kai Johnson.
0: Oh, Kai. I thought you said Kaya. No. I was like, I don't think Kaya eats ketchup. That's true. I don't think Kai eats much. Hey, man, you eat raw spaghetti noodles as a snack. That's true. Mm. We have young Trent here. Young Trent right over here. Mm-hmm. Secret weapon Trent, as I like to call him. He eats the weirdest stuff after. Like We'll get done with noon class. There he is. <laughs> Y'all look at that outfit.
1: Oh, yeah. I got to put that
0: That's what on. he walked in. He walked in here like that this morning.
1: Yeah, he did. And acted like he wasn't wearing it. You got to have a certain level of confidence to just walk into a room with a dinosaur costume on.
0: I thought about just having him stand behind us today for the show and just hold up the live on air sign there. Yeah. Just hold it up back here and just never address him.
1: I think that's pretty a pretty good idea.
0: It's not the worst one I ever had. Let me send this to TJ. All
1: right. Uh-oh. So let's talk about a couple of dates that are coming up. So right. PGF season three, season three is coming up uh, January 9th through the 15th. And Brandon has posted the roster. Uh, I think just on his group. Is it your Brandon MC group that you made a post? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just been in the private group so far. Also, I would like to invite you guys to, we're going back to Costa Rica. So I know we just got back, I feel like, but we're going again in April. Um, so Brandon has also posted that in his uh, Brandon MC group. And so I think it's with a uh, an organization called Hero and so we'll all just get to hang out for I think it's just three days. But um
0: but then Gio Martinez is there the three right days after, following that.
1: Right. So all right, it's email be a really cool trip. And Costa Rica is beautiful, guys. So you get to hang out with the jujitsu people in a tropical paradise. I mean, what's better than that?
0: Raw spaghetti. Nope. <laughs> so let me tell you, let me tell you about Trent.
1: I well, I want to come
0: back to the <laughs> okay. to the Costa Rica trip. But raw spaghetti. We need to talk. So Trent comes, he he trains hard, dude. He gets in there at the noon class. He gets after it. And then afterwards, he's famished. Ooh. Needs to rehydrate, re-energize. Mm-hmm. And what does Trent reach for? He does carbs. Raw spaghetti. Oh, gosh, and gosh, and gosh. I think it was like wheat spaghetti too. It wasn't even real spaghetti. It's like wheat. Mm-hmm. Is it spaghetti or spaghettios?
1: No, 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 like, no, no, no I no. walked into the the our Martha's Vineyard here, our home, and uh, I saw <laughs> that there's just a package of raw spaghetti noodles, like just the long, skinny the package. Sticks. Yes, and yeah. I said, "Why is there raw spaghetti in here? Like, why? Who's eating spaghetti?
0: You, no, no, you didn't." Assume right away that people somebody was eating raw spaghetti. You're just like, Why is there spaghetti?
1: Yeah. And Brandon's like, That's trance. He's been eating it raw, just crunch, crunch, just munching on it like a breadstick. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And sometimes he'll just reach into the fridge and he'll grab a head of lettuce.
1: No, broccoli, right? So you do lettuce too? Celery. Just raw broccoli.
0: He'll just be sitting at the table. Eating raw broccoli. Yeah. And blueberry Cheerios. He does he eats see, he eats some crazy stuff too. Like, and he'll also just eat raw bologna.
1: Mm-hmm. Just,
0: dude, you I can't you ever think of put, anything like, grosser than that.
1: And do you ever put anything inside the bologna and then like wrap it up and like cheat like American cheese or like okay, yeah. Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks.
0: You yeah. just put a cheese stick in. That's lazy, dude.
1: Warm it up warm it up chris <laughs>
0: i'm about to hey here's a good question from jeff right there when are we going to get the tuesday and thursday classes back online so let me tell you what happened so my son during the summer my son was filming those live for for all of us mm-hmm. but once once school started back and once he had to get into his routine he's doing welding classes and on those evenings so he couldn't do it so we had to we got to switch up things a little bit You know, we got to get back on that. But we still got plans. What we've been doing instead is doing some um, releasing some stuff only to the members of the YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you're not a member of the YouTube channel here, you can become a bread eater. Hit that button. Mm. We don't have it.
1: I actually that noise bread last night. Hit
0: that bread eater
1: noise. What does it sound like? Is it the womp womp sound? Yeah, do that. Womp womp bread eater. Yeah, good. Um actually I ate some bread last night because uh Brandon and I went to Taco Tuesday and there's this little place um indicator that's just like a gas station that has the most amazing tacos. <laughs> yeah. Dude. It look it's got a little restaurant. Yeah, it's got a little restaurant attached to it and it's the best little little tacos ever. And I got a horchata as I don't well. even know the
0: name of that place to be honest with you. I don't
1: either. The I taco don't even, place. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: it's where Taco Tuesday happens.
1: I'd shout it out if I knew the name, but I don't. And then brandon had this little uh he he saw some goodies as we were checking out at the gas station and there's like homemade bread goods mm, come on and um so I, he puts this little bag of it looks like buns like homemade buns or something like that and but it kind of tastes like hawaiian bread yeah they got it's them Hawaiian so, sweet and so he puts them. he puts the bag on the counter and i'm expecting like oh it's like two bucks or something like that and she was like it's seven dollars <laughs> <laughs> what? I couldn't believe it, and so I was like, "Man, these are special buns." But they're just regular bread. But they, now they're pretty good. They're yeah. good. I made a sandwich out of one of the buns last night. Come on, ham and cheese. Come on, heated up in the microwave. Let's go, champ! It was awesome. And then I was just like, "I'm just gonna have another bun." I just ate bread.
0: I do that pretty much every meal. I'm, I'm a bread eater myself.
1: Mm. On special occasion,
0: Trent's a spaghetti eater. Like I don't I'm, know if y'all caught
1: that. I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving next week. And so I can have sweet potato casserole. So we missed out on a lot of our Thanksgivings last year.
0: Yeah. And now uh I'm, apparently, apparently, some of us are gonna be able to have Thanksgiving in America this year. We got permission.
1: Oh, okay. Don't what? don't go there. We're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get another strike against this.
0: Oh, yeah. We're so, apparently
1: very dangerous.
0: Yeah, we got a strike from YouTube. This show right here. This yeah. show got a strike from YouTube for "quote unquote harmful and dangerous content."
1: We are dangerous.
0: Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I just need to get my hands registered.
1: I don't know. You think we like threaten somebody or something like that? Like
0: I threatened man. some dogs at one point.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you did that on a couple of podcasts. Only one of them got taken down.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's that's super weird though. But they were like, "Hey, listen, If you guys don't cut it out, we're going to delete your channel. And then uh, I was Uh, so I responded. I was like, hey, tell me what we did. And I'll try to avoid that. Mm
1: -hmm. And they're like, no,
0: we don't do that.
1: Can't tell you what you did.
0: No, we don't do that. (laughs) You just need to get in line. I'm like, I don't see the line. Where's the line? I I feel like I'm pretty in line. We don't even curse on this show. No. Like, geez, Louise. What else am I supposed to do?
1: I don't know. All right, Uh, Kaya is in Cincinnati this weekend at Queen City Invitational. Also, Dea.
0: Yep, Kaya is in the 115 pound bracket, and Dea is in the 135 pound bracket. So, a couple of our young ladies, ferocious competitors, both of them. And uh, Dea, y'all don't know her yet. Of course, if you follow our channel, you already know about Nakaya, but you may not know about Dea yet. But you better, you better keep your eyes peeled. She's She's a bully, and I love that's my favorite part about her. She had a really good showing at the qualifiers, yeah, she did really well at the qual- she didn't win their match, but I mean she took on a brown belt, a very skilled brown belt,
1: yeah,
0: um Jen Rivera, and really had her in some big trouble early in the match, and daya just got tired. That was her first competition with us. She just wasn't ready for the cardio, the cardio yet, mm-hmm. but we're getting her there. we're getting her there,
1: definitely keep a an ear out for for her yeah but that's us. the
0: that's the queen city grappling invitational that's this weekend that's saturday and uh yeah. that'll be up in cincinnati so me kaya Dea, trent's going with me mm-hmm. trent are you gonna wear that fish suit fish he tries he's to say dinosaur. it's a dragon
1: oh okay that could be dragon. trent explain yourself he has <laughs> got fish shoes
0: it's i know that's fit. why i thought it was a fish
1: no it's a dragon he's a
0: that's not a dragon, dude. Dragons are ferocious and
2: fish like they tails?
0: they encircle your city. That has a tail. Yes,
1: yeah, fish have tails.
0: Yeah, fish have tails, dude. What are you talking about? It's
1: not like no, not this tail, Trent. Uh, yeah, fish have more like a thin tail. This I think is, Trent's drunk. This is some kind of a reptilian tail. Okay, and uh, Emerald City, December fourth, one hundred and eighty-five pounds. Yep,
0: 185 pound bracket. Uh, I'll be doing the commentary on that one. That's up in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So we did it at the showboat last time. I think it's a different hotel this time. We did it at the showboat hotel casino last time. I think it's a different location, but pretty stacked bracket. I know Dante Leon is in there. Alan Sanchez is in there. Uh, Josh Hayden. Who else is in that bracket?
1: Nick Ronan. Oh, yeah, Oliver, Tose, Oliver Taza. That's probably the biggest one is Taza. You know. John Combs. Man, that's a good He's, one too. Isaac Mitchell, Jason Rowell, Mike Padilla.
0: Dude, that's a stacked bracket. 16-man bracket, 10K on the line. P.J. Barch won the first one. Um, and then I, I wasn't there for that one. I went in and did commentary for the second one where Gianni Grippo was the, the champion for the second Emerald City. But it's a huge card. Do it with uh, me and Jay Regobuto on the commentary, It'd be on flow grappling. But speaking of commentary, I think we might be ready to bring on our guest. Oh, okay. He's, a man who like I consider to be, I think he's the best in the industry at what he does. This is my partner in the combat jujitsu commentary booth. Ladies and gentlemen, a man of the people, a fine Minnesotan
1: that reference. And
0: that's the man with the golden voice, I present
2: T.J. DeSantis.
1: Welcome.
2: Hi. How are you? <laughs> What's up, dude? Do you have a Pokemon producing your podcast? Like, what? What did I see there a moment ago?
0: So yes. th- that's not the producer. He's just sitting there.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So you pay a Pokemon <laughs> to like watch your show? Sorta. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You gotta no, catch them all. Ratings, you know? Yeah, he's our mascot.
2: This is the
0: producer, Keelan. Show yourself, boy. That's that's. all Keelan. right. You
2: see, he's got a backwards cap on, which means he's doing real serious business.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. he knows the score. <laughs> but
1: then, yeah, Pokemon Trent. He's here as well.
2: <laughs> like
1: Trent's that.
0: special. We call him Secret Weapon Trent. Listen, I don't know how a man like Trent can be good at what he does, but he is somehow. And so we just let him run, dude. Yeah. Just let him let him be Trent.
2: That's like what he that. walked
0: in wearing this morning. Like, that's his clothes for the day.
2: <laughs> I mean, there are no rules anymore when it comes to, like, appearances and, like, what you're supposed to uh, come off as when you can work in this COVID-19 America. You know, you, you stay at home. You might go out, but still, you know, keep it close. Keep it original. Be a Pokemon.
1: Yeah. You don't even <laughs> have to wear pants these days, right?
2: But Trent's not uh, wearing I'm pants. his pants
1: and his suit. It's all one suit. I won't
2: go that far. I, I won't go. I mean, if a guy like me doesn't wear pants, like I'm calling B Mac to get bail money.
0: Don't call me for bail money, dude. I'm a jiu-jitsu coach. Fair enough. If <laughs> you need somebody to, uh, you know, show you the finer points of a go-go plot. I'm your boy. But you need bail money. You need to move to another
2: industry. <laughs> I'll I'll so, start a Kickstarter.
0: Hard hitting questions, TJ. I want to start right away. Are you wearing pants right now?
2: Shorts. Uh, I, I mean I only wear pants when I do commentary at this point. Mm. That's fair. And you wear you wear nice
0: pants. You always got those uh what kind of shoe? you got the Chuck Taylors or something.
2: Uh Shelto Adidas, yeah.
0: Yeah, same thing.
2: Oh, that's probably uh, it's probably, probably
0: sacrilege yeah. to say that. But yeah. So uh TJ, let's let's chill, let's hang out for a sec. Talk to us about how you got involved with, uh, combat jujitsu.
2: Eddie started including slaps, no palm strikes, but I was doing EVI before that. Um, th- that's a crazy story, man. So, uh, do you know Rose Gracie? Are you familiar? I mean, everyone I've knows met Rose, Rose a couple Gracie. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rose is, uh, either your enemy and she wants to kill you. Or she's your ally and your advocate, and she'll die for you. And uh, thankfully for me, she uh, was the latter. And uh, I uh, went out to her Gracie uh, Nationals tournament here in LA at the LA Fitness Expo to call a match between uh, Javi Vasquez and Gary Tonin. I think it was uh, Denny Prokopos against Eddie Cummings as well. Yes, that's right. And I remember uh, that Eddie was uh, Eddie Bravo was the the color commentator. And uh, it was weird because I could tell he didn't know who I was despite interviewing him like a a dozen times over 10 years. (laughs) That's about right. And uh, we we started doing commentary and he must have just expected me to just be a dummy. Because when I went, hey, everybody, we're Matt side here at the L.A. Convention Center for the Gracie Nationals. I'm T.J. DeSantis along with Eddie Bravo. A special match is headed your way now. And he just goes like, what? Like, looks at me. <laughs> that's all I said. And I'm like, oh, crap. Either I'm terrible or I'm doing well. And uh, thankfully, I did well. And he's like, do you want to do EBI? And I'm like, yes, let's do that. So uh, that was, dang, like six, seven years ago now. Which EBI was that that was your first one? Uh Three.
0: Ebi author, who did the first two? Do we remember? Was it? Uh, It was, uh,
2: yeah, Compella and uh, Scott Ross.
0: Man, it's been a long time, dude. It's been a long time. So, what year was that that you started?
2: Uh, So, I think it was twenty fifteen.
0: Man, like when you say that, that sounds like that shouldn't have been a long time ago.
2: It's a long time ago, but man, yeah, I'm getting so old.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But you've been in the you've been in the game a long time, way before Ebi. You were doing uh, MMA commentary, and then you did like you were involved in mixed martial arts, especially yeah. on the media side, like super early. How did so you So
2: i i started that? I started a podcast in 2004. Um, That's I worked at a radio station.
0: Who what podcast were?
2: It's funny. So, um, I, I work for uh, SureDog.com, and uh, we, we started the the Shirtdog Radio Network in 2005 and uh, someone said, Hey, you need to get your show on podcast. And I'm like, what is that? I don't know what yeah. that means. And uh, you know, sure enough, that's, that's all anybody listens to now. Like uh, I, I was a, you know, traditional FM uh, radio disc jockey prior to, you know, focusing on mixed martial arts. And uh, there's no such thing as like a full time on air radio disc jockey anymore. They're all like part-time, uh, FM jocks and like car salesmen on the side or or realtors at this point. So the FM business is dead. Dude, everybody
0: I know is a realtor. Well,
2: I, don't I know mean, anybody
0: that's not a realtor.
2: It's not that hard to get a realty license, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm what, pissing people off by saying that.
0: Man, we got a guy here that's crushing it. Killing He's it. crushing
2: it. Hey, it's it's a good way, like anything that allows you to be personable and sort of use your salesman skills like i'm all for it i'm not a very good salesman like the the biggest sell i can do is tell you hey this new disturbed record is awesome and it's on my radio show <laughs>
0: <Disturbed
1: record.
2: laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of music i played man it was so bad
1: i was about to vomit just don't blame there. you so what was your big break like how did you go from radio to mma
2: um Well, I I fell in love with mixed martial arts and uh, I didn't get paid very well at the uh, FM station. So I just started to make a bootleg radio show in one of the production studios when I wasn't on the air. And uh, at this time, um, we're talking 2004. uh, Like I said, there weren't podcasts. So there was only like one other radio show really online. um, And it it lacked a lot of the production production. Values that I was able to uh, Mm. sort of bring so uh, at that time it wasn't hard to sort of get a foothold and uh, you know when you're the only other guy with the radio show people start to listen and uh, thankfully I I was able to work for sure dog for the better part of 12 13 years and got into mixed martial arts Uh, the first time I ever did commentary uh, was on a, a DVD release from a promotion called extreme cage combat. Uh, spelled xkk because we don't spell things correctly no. in mixed martial arts mm-hmm. and uh that happened to be uh headlined by josh near and uh the dentist that's right that's right i did it in the basement of uh some guy's mom's house you know uh after the fact and like uh what's that like,
1: like wayne's world
2: yeah pretty much but i mean you see that's the thing like i remember when people were like oh you do a podcast and i was like I don't do a podcast a-hole. Like I was working in major market radio. So like doing a a radio show sounds like you're accomplished. Uh, But a podcast sounds like anybody can do a podcast, like just a dude named Brandon and a lady named Lindsay. You know, they can do a podcast. I'm a broadcaster. Yeah. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, now podcasting is uh, a thing. Like it's easier to tell someone uh, you do a podcast than you do a radio show.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how much things have shifted just in that one industry in the last, I don't know, call it the last three to five years, especially.
2: Think about this. We're looking at each other right now. To me, like I never got into broadcasting to be on the air in like a visual form. I'm a radio guy. Like I. Thank God
0: that was not that was not (laughs) going to do well for you if that would have been the goal.
2: Right. But uh, apparently that ended up being everything now because everybody just wants to look at you while you speak. And I'm like. Like, I don't want to worry about the backdrop I got going on. Like, thank God I don't have hair anymore, because if I did, it would just be a, a, a mess. But like, I, I got into a job where it was like minimal maintenance to go do it. I mean, now you dress like a Pokemon. Everyone can tell you dress like <laughs> a Pokemon.
1: But does anyone care these days?
2: That's oh, the that's the guess. other question. I mean, if anybody cares, generally, it's ourselves and we just need to let it go.
0: Yeah. So you were mentioning that you have a show that you do now. You do it on UFC Fight Pass. It's called Extra Rounds. Tell everybody about that and how they can get their ears and eyeballs on it.
2: Yeah, Extra Rounds airs uh, generally midweek, either Wednesday or Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. Uh, We are live today. Um, we're going to be joined by, uh, Misha Tate to talk about her fight with Ketlin Vieira coming up uh, g- again, watch it on uh, UFC fight Pass's Facebook page of so facebook.com forward slash UFC fight pass. I think we just surpassed hundred episodes. Uh, the entire archive and video form is on fight pass proper. Um, but like, like I said, I, I wanted to get into radio. You can listen to the audio version of the show, uh, wherever you get podcasts, just do a search for UFC fight pass and extra rounds.
0: Boom. And you do that show with Pearl Gonzalez. So if you're like, you know what? TJ's hard to look at. He's not my favorite thing to see on a podcast. Pearl, there was a good marketing move offset. Like we got a TJ. At I'm a well, smart look, we got guy. A Pearl too. Right. Yeah. Like like when we figured
2: out like oh, okay this has to be like in a visual medium. It's like all right. Let me call up my pal Pearl Gonzalez. You know she she doesn't mind uh, being uh, in the spotlight. And uh, I try to fade in the background as much as possible.
0: Yeah. And you guys have got an insane viewership, right?
2: Yeah, it's dumb. Like uh, I don't even really like to think about that because like like I have no problem speaking especially like an environment like this where it's just us and maybe there are people watching it or listening it doesn't matter this is intimate like commentary like be back when you and I do CJJ like you're the only person I really hear in my head it's just us you know Uh, but when I stand in front of people especially if I stand in front of people and have to talk about myself like my wife just asked me to get on the microphone at her wedding and say thanks for coming out and it's like Thanks. for coming. I just lost it. Just started <laughs> crying. Um, I don't do well with public speaking. So uh, despite doing it for a living. Uh, yeah, I don't really like to think about it. But yeah, we, we've I mean, we've had episodes hit more than a million views. And like, I, I can't even right. comprehend what that actual number like looks like. You know what I mean?
1: That's yeah. interesting. We were just listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast the other day and he had Snoop Dogg on. And they were talking about the oh, so size, good. the size of his largest audience. And then Joe was like, whoa, that's so crazy. Like, I don't know that I could perform in front of that many people. And I'm going, well, that many people listen to his podcast. Right. But, and then Brandon's like, well, they're not in the room. You know, exactly. so it's just like, oh, well, we're just hanging out, talking.
0: The, the energy you get off of a live crowd is a completely different thing. I mean, There's nothing like that. There's nothing like
2: that, man. Energy is absolutely everything. And uh, I mean, I think you and I have discussed that in, in combat Jiu Jitsu, the, the show we did in Tijuana. Like it wasn't oh, the most yeah. attended event we've ever had. But the fact that it was in a building that like exuded an emotion of sports, it was like a coliseum type setting. There was big speakers and, and just like a stadium. And like, again, you, you fill a stadium with half the amount of people that would maybe watch the, the same event in a different setting and it's going to feel different. And uh, yeah, it's all about that
1: mood and energy.
0: Dude, uh, when they, when we were in Tijuana and they, they put ACDC over the
1: loudspeaker before the show started, I almost lost my mind. I know that uh, Brandon called me and he was so pumped. He's was like, Oh my goodness, we're in a Coliseum. Can you hear the music in the background? TJ and I are going crazy. So, yeah, well, it, it was, it was just... funny because he,
2: he looked at me and he's like, this looks like a place where sports are about to happen. And I'm like, you're, you're right, B Max. sports are about to happen. And granted, that, that happens every single event, but you don't get the whole vibe, especially like, I, I mean, I love this vibe, but down in Cancun when we're on the beach, like I know we're watching, you know, the qualifier on the sand and stuff, but it's a beachy environment. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people might stroll up upon it and just sort of watch it, but like. Everyone in that that arena, and and that's that. I don't mean that like it's a figurative arena. I mean like an arena where there's a concession stand and a and a lower bowl and like big spotlights and a scoreboard. Like ACDC
0: on the loudspeaker, dude. We're playing Thunderstruck.
2: <laughs> right, Get your
0: boy, I, amped up. I mean,
2: I
1: that's what if, if we, if we next one too, right? Like, yeah, that's be in a coliseum also.
2: Yeah, it's in a bull ring, I think, which uh, I've called an MMA event in a bull ring before. And let me just tell you, you want to talk about energy? There is something different about being in the middle of a bull ring. I don't know if it's like the souls of the bulls that have died there in the past, but like there is something that is, uh, you know, getting you going.
1: Dude, what if a bull gets loose during CJJ? TJ's gonna ride it. I'm gonna ride that thing all the way to the finals. That's yeah, what's gonna dude. happen. He's gonna he's
0: gonna roll up on stage to interview the winner. Whoa there, big fella! you got to talk
1: to Ryan Aiken here. Okay. Staring contest, me and you, me and you, Ryan Aiken. <laughs> so your next CJJ is gonna be December 19th in Cancun, yeah, but it's it's like we said, it's a different location this time.
2: Right, and I mean, what better place? than a bull ring for the debut of a cowboy in Donald Cerrone. Oh,
1: I see. Saw that. That's why he's so good. Did you hear that? <laughs> that segue? <laughs> Dude, so prof- I can't do that. So profesh. Yeah. Oh, I saw that flight, the, the announcement. I was like, man, this is amazing for CJJ. Getting these kind of names to perform. And that's the thing
2: too. Like a lot of people think about Donald as like this kickboxer and don't get me wrong. He's phenomenal striker, but like you look at his mixed martial arts record and he has an insane amount of wins by sub and granted it's a different game altogether. And I'm not going to lie and tell you that Donald Cerrone has a a great chance at beating Craig Jones. You know, we, we know the worlds that are colliding here, but the Palm strikes really do, uh, change the element. I, I I'm sure. I'm not gonna go out there and say that it's uh, a foregone conclusion that Donald Cerrone is gonna go out and in style by any means, but uh if I know anything about Cowboy, it's he makes everything uh, a fight and he will bring the fight to Craig Jones, that's for sure.
0: You know, there's another big super fight that's coming up on that card. I don't think they've announced it yet, but I'll tell you off air.
2: Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. A big one. A big so one. So you
1: know and TJ doesn't know. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm
2: the I just one that sort of – my, my, I was the one that kind of gave you the heads up on, on Cowboys. Oh, the so. other one. That's true. Yeah, okay. so I, know, I was pulling first.
0: for the other one we were talking about,
2: though. And me too. Me too. And I, and I hope we can get that one eventually. Like, yeah, But I here's, here's the will. thing, Brandon. Like, Think about that. Like, Combat Jiu-Jitsu, this quote-unquote like, main focus but was the secondary prize of Eddie Bravo when it comes to like EBI versus CJJ, it's just real sport. It, it, it really is like it's not just a promotion either. Like when we say combat jujitsu, you don't know if I'm talking about combat jujitsu as the Eddie Bravo and Victor Davila, you know, promotion or if I'm talking about the sport or just a rule set or what. But like combat jujitsu, uh, like 15 years ago was a jiu-jitsu school in my uh, city in Minneapolis that actually wasn't Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's what combat jiu-jitsu was. Uh, Now now it's this entire sport, and uh, it's pretty exciting to see this thing uh, evolve. Like when was the first CJJ event? Like four years ago, like full-on CJJ? I think it was like combat jiu-jitsu worlds. Uh, One was in November of 2017. which, Which was my first one that I did with you? Uh, I, well, two? the first, the first one we ever did was EBI, yeah, right? That's the first EBI. time and I worked together
0: was the EBI in Austin that Fabio yeah. was in. My it it, was, it
2: one. was weird because the combat Jiu-Jitsu banner was kind of like tucked in under the Eddie Bravo umbrella for the longest time. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't really know what number you came in at, but I, I do know when you, uh, got in the booth, it, it completed me in that space. Oh, and I, I thank you. Like you Maguire. Yeah, I mean, you, you do complete me, P Mac. Uh,
0: <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> Who's coming with me? I think only like six people probably even saw that movie. Like, that's a, yeah, that's a boomer movie. Okay.
2: So um, I watched the first like five minutes of that movie, and then there's like a sex scene in it. And I was unfortunately watching it with my grandmother. Oh. And she made me turn it off, and I've never seen it.
1: <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awkward
0: granny trying to act like she wasn't into that
2: <laughs> i mean i guess i don't know if she uh continued the film after she made me leave the room it's possible did.
1: dude that's
0: why she made you leave
2: the room <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> you know what i'm saying okay All so right. we had a question I you think don't want was, to talk more about his was, grandma watching no, daddy I don't, films?
2: actually okay
1: uh, i think kai johnson was asking if you were going to do a pgf commentary are you What's I mean, static? I want to.
2: Like, you ask, like, here's the thing. Like, obviously, like, I do this for a living, but if you ask me, hey, do you want to commentate? And then I don't even know what the word is after commentate. The answer uh, is yes. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I want to. Brandon's so, uh,
1: PGF. Oh, no, I know. I know,
2: No, no, no. I know oh, okay. what PGF is. I'm just saying, like, I want to commentate everything. Like, I'll commentate a tiddlywinks match, you know? um But, uh, it, it, like, that's what your grandma want-
0: was watching on that Jerry Maguire show. That's right.
2: Why does it got to be a week long, though, BMAC? A week-long PGF outing.
0: Listen, dude, we got the only... We're the only game in town when it comes to being a league. We're the only game in town. We got to do it how we
2: do it. It is my full intention to do it.
0: January the 9th through the 15th.
2: Right. I'm just going to tell my wife I'm going to run to the store quick, and then I'll be back in about seven days.
0: There you go. And you know what? Then you're free. You never have to go back. (laughs) Jeez. Is that wrong to (laughs) say? That was harsh. Don't do that? I I mean, she
2: might be happy,
0: to be honest with you. (laughs) leave all responsibilities behind and just become the pgf shaman i like would it
1: not, would you commentate a professional tug of war tournament i actually found out that that's a thing professional tug of war wasn't
0: tug of war in the olympics once. it a was a squid game i'll tell you that
1: was it in the olympics
2: i think it was like way back in the day yeah but
1: there's like strategy and stuff. i guess there's strategy to whatever but Yeah,
2: I mean that's one thing. Again, I'm I'm not a uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu anything. I'm not like even a a one stripe white belt. But I will say that my admiration of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has made me focus basically on everything differently because there are mechanics and steps and technique to literally everything in the world. And I, I think you guys as black belts can appreciate the finest and most minuscule points to pretty much everything that is a skill
0: yeah that's true uh definitely when i started learning jujitsu it taught me how to learn other things and it taught me to recognize that look there's levels to the game in everything even something that you think is really simple on the surface there's levels to it like even something like uh how to post on social media right like there's there's people that are masters of that and then there's
1: most people that think they're doing a good job but then there's levels to black belt as well. So, like, yeah. once you reach a mastery level, there's still levels to that. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and especially jiu-jitsu. The game is so expansive. It just, you can't. And it constantly evolves, too. I think
0: jiu-jitsu, more than all of the other martial arts, um, at least the ones that I've practiced, really embraces the spirit of, like, constant evolution and th- uh, th- adopting th- what works and th- discarding th- things that don't.
2: There's a progressive thought process to jujitsu, which is why I think that we, you know, see things like the buggy choke take over. And I mean, h- how long was it from the Rotolo buggy choke to the Rayfield double buggy choke? You know what I mean? That little bit of evolution was what, six, seven, eight months, nine months, maybe a year. I don't know. But like yeah. the, the bottom line is, uh, I think in, in BJJ and, and especially BJJ's application to, to mixed martial arts, we see uh these really fast evolving trends and uh i mean we see it in striking as well like the low calf kick has been a big thing in mma now for uh, you know a year and a half two years but uh for whatever reason i feel like we see a uh you know explosion of uh, you know rapid growth in in a certain technique when it comes to grappling
0: i think it's because um there's so much more time spent in live sparring and grappling than any of the other ones You know, like you can't listen, Muay Thai. Yeah, we do live sparring in Muay Thai. Yeah, we do it in boxing, but you can't do it every day. And you can't do it for two hours every day for sure. You know what I mean? No, I mean I roll I roll for an hour every day. No matter what happens, I'm gonna roll for an hour every day. You know,
2: yeah, that's that's crazy because, I mean, you talk about sparring like uh, Robbie Lawler is still very much a uh, factor in in mixed martial arts in in 2021. And I think the reason that he's been able to uh, essentially be someone in the UFC or at that level for 20 years is because he stopped sparring for like a decade, like just straight up. I don't even know if he spars today.
0: I think I I heard an interview um, within the last year or two where he said he's gone back to sparring like once a week. But that it's not, you know, it's not that Militich sparring, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, you mean fighting?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Militich sparring slash having a fight the
2: night before your fight. I mean, they had Jens Pulver sparring with Tim Sylvia like the week before his fights back in the day. It's like, what are you doing, man? That's just the way the
0: the mind of MMA was back then, though. You know what I mean? It was just a – I don't want to say it was just a tough man's game, but it was tough – Above and beyond everything else. Whereas now, tough is just like where you start. Like, of course, you have to be tough, but like I think at that time, it was a lot of like having to prove how tough you are.
2: Right. And, I, and I. Because I, the. I, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I, I was just saying, I trained with a guy whose mantra was literally, "If it's not hurting, it's not working." And I think that was not necessarily like if you're not hurting your opponent. Like if you're not hurting, it's not working for you. And and yeah, you have to, you know, train smart, not, you know, silly.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think just like any sport or anything else, as as we get more time, more experience under our belt, we learn better ways to do things. And just because it was done this way in the past doesn't mean that that's the way it's done. It just means that's the way they did it in the past. But as we update and find new training methodologies and new philosophies, new ideas, you know, we're able to update the game. And I think that's one of the real advantages that uh, that we have here. It's like we're constantly looking. We we want the game to change. I want the game to change because I'm actively involved in it. So it's not going to change underneath me. I'll change with it.
2: And and that's something, too, that I think, uh, you know, someone like Robbie Lawler is uh, qualified to to know and and you as well And and in jujitsu is, you know, when you get older, when you get into your late 30s, early 40s, you can't go out there and and train like you're in your early 20s. Like it's not fight night every time you step into the gym. And if it is, you're never going to make it to your late 30s, early 40s.
1: We've definitely seen an evolution in the way that we train because like you were saying, you know, when we were, especially at our second location, we would have like blood night and like you had to fight every, or you had to roll with everybody in the room. It didn't matter like how long you had been there or how big they were, how big they were. It like weight classes didn't matter. You roll with everybody in the room. You didn't leave until you were done. And it was, we're out for blood and several like shoulders got dislocated and Brandon was popping them back in. And I mean, crazy stuff, you know, when we were all durable and could heal overnight. But now, now things are a lot, a lot different. Rub some dirt on it. Right. You know, I go into a role and I'm like, this is the pace that we're going. (laughs) Like, if you go faster or harder than this, I'm tapping. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I still want to be doing jujitsu when I'm 60. So, I mean,
2: didn't Elio Gracie like roll around, like not hard, but like was rolling around pretty much? You know, I think on into around 90 years old. Yeah, like that's crazy.
0: But, you know, what did that
2: rolling look like? I'm not real sure. It doesn't matter though. I think at that point, it's the thought that
1: counts. You know what I mean? I I agree with that. You're getting out there and moving. Well, just actively,
0: actively continuing to grapple with another person. And to have that much wisdom and experience under your belt, you're gonna have insights that are literally only possible with like 60, 70 years on the mat, you know. Yeah, it's crazy I, I know
2: for a fact Elio did a pull up at 90 years old. Like, think about that. <laughs> That's crazy. Bro, I can do a
0: pull up at 41 <laughs> years old.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you can do one. You think I could get one? I think you can I appreciate one. that. We conference. could go try it out afterwards.
0: Lindsay does. How many did you do? What was your
1: I think my max was, and this was chin-ups, 12. But that's it. That's What's the
2: difference between a chin-up and a pull-up?
0: See, that's chin my up,
1: kind of question right there, Chin-ups are fingers in like this. Pull-ups are out. Is one Wide significantly different? You use different muscle, different muscle groups. groups. Yeah.
2: Is one harder than the other?
1: P- to, me, so, weak. <laughs> to me, pull-ups, so with fingers out, that's harder. Okay. Because here... Here you can use more like your core. You're pulling everything in. This is more like lats. Yeah. It's
0: all gross to me. Thank you, TJ. That's how I feel about it, too. Lindsay would be like, we're going to work out today. I'd be like, I'm going to such and such to get some
2: waffle fry barbecue nachos. Right. I mean, you know that's uh, mm-hmm. that's taking care of your inner being. Thank you.
1: All right. right. All right so hard-hitting question here, TJ. What is your... Best guilty pleasure song. Ooh, mine is. I'll, I'll just let you think about it for a minute. I'll tell you mine. Mine is Humps from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's.
2: I believe it's called My Humps from the okay. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. <Base. laughs>
1: Indeed, gotta yeah, have gotta have
0: a little Fergie in your life. <laughs> My lovely lady humps. Wait, she yeah. says lady lumps.
1: lumps. Yeah,
0: lady lumps. <laughs> there, it don't get no better than that. Who, who's who's mine? Oh, I'll tell you, I love this song. Uh Life is a mystery. That's Madonna, isn't it? Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call
1: my name. <laughs> and I just see the music video, like she's in this old abandoned church home. or something like that. I, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a choir. Like <laughs> can, okay.
2: First off, can I say the uh first time B Mac and I ever worked together, Austin, Texas? We weren't on the air yet, and I'm like, "Why does this dude always sing?" <laughs> okay, and got on the air, I'm like, "This dude just can't stop singing." And <laughs> the, the thing was, it wasn't bad. It's not bad. No, it's it works. Right. He's a
1: good singer,
2: but he never stops singing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's nonstop.
2: Wait. Um, yeah
1: yeah go ahead okay so while you're still thinking it's it's so funny to um like have people that know brandon on the podcast and then like tell us about your first impression because <laughs> some it's so varied because some people be like dude i didn't think he was for real like nobody could be that happy like i oh, thought it was fake <laughs> that was definitely my
2: impersonation or my impression of him i was just like man what is what is like when does this bit end it doesn't end. No, it doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's never, real. That's me. It's as real as it gets.
0: Yeah, because he's the UFC guy.
2: Right. Exactly. Uh, "Candy" by Mandy Moore.
0: Wait, I don't know that one.
2: Oh, you gotta do yourself to sing a favor. It. I I don't sing. <laughs> nope. I mean, I can sing "The Bloodhound Gang." Okay, uh, let's hear it. Hello, my name is Jamie Poppin. I'm a dumb white guy. <laughs> I'm not old or new, but middle school, fifth grade, like junior high. See,
0: uh, <laughs> I like that one. You no. were, that was bars.
2: <laughs> what is candy by Mandy Moore? I'll tell, I'll tell you something. I'll
1: tell you something right now. Can we play it? Or are we? You, you, don't, okay? you don't
2: have an ASCAP license. You can't play anything. I'll do
0: as I please. Harmful and dangerous content oh, out man. here, player. Dang, we got that. That now, uh,
1: Mandy Moore can sing.
0: I'll tell you what else she could do is look real good.
1: She's cute.
2: She's, she's also a, a huge fan. George St. Pierre fan. <gasps>
1: she too. was like rolling
2: around at UFCs all the time back in the day.
1: So, we're not playing the game. <laughs> There's the video. Oh, here it is.
0: Only give it like five seconds. Wait,
1: she's like nine years
0: old in this video. Okay, enough. We're, we're the we no nine year olds on Does the it show. Help? Help, we're the same
2: age, Manny. Same age
0: now, same age right. now, but she's 11 in this video, right? Here. Right,
2: but I was also 11. Okay, okay. Why, why do we got to make it a visual thing? Just play the damn song. I, I, no,
0: well, we, we, we can't. We we're, we're gonna song. get, we're gonna get uh, so
2: dead yeah. from the
1: from oh, the YouTube happened?
2: overlords. Okay, this is Inception now. I know. There we go.
1: Okay, actually, I don't know that I know that song.
2: The YouTube overlords go, are already out to get us.
1: TJ. Have to we have
2: to be to careful. Uh, I do like the Mindenhall Experiment, which is uh, some of the songs, uh, the band from some of the songs that you've uh, seen and heard on the uh, Eddie Bravo Invitational and CJJ, like opening videos.
0: Um, well, that wouldn't really be a guilty pleasure.
2: Oh, it's new metal. It's guilty pleasure. I mean, Eddie might think it's quality music, but no one really likes that music. At least no one publicly admits that they like that music. Trust me, right. like I lived in that world. Like, okay. maybe I'm, yeah, like disturbed and system of a down and and yeah, all those. There pain, are so. people
0: who think that's cool. I'm talking about. We got to think of something that literally no one is going to think you're cool when you say this. like the black eyed peas, or like "Lack <laughs> like of Prayer" by Madonna.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you feel like,
0: about Phil like, Collins?
2: Oh, I can feel it coming through the air tonight.
1: Okay. Phil oh, Collins Lord. is actually good. Like. Just listen. It was so. Brandon's been singing. He's been trying to learn some Phil Collins, Collins on the piano, and then I kind of got it stuck in my head. And then I was like, "Let's play that song because it's a really good song." Which song? Against All Odds. Yeah. And so, like, he You're the so, only one. Yes. That's such a that good song. Ever really knew me at all.
2: Okay, I think I know my guilty pleasure. It's a song that okay, I love, right. and no, uh, it's. um. The theme to Where in the World is Carmen San Diego by Rockapella. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: See, okay. Hey, you know what's funny yeah, is I actually that. know
2: that group. Yeah.
1: Like, not yeah. just that
2: song. I know that group. What?
1: Yeah. Well, did you know them from the Folgers
0: Acpella. commercial?
2: You know, the Folgers yes. commercial that I knew they were before in? the Folgers. When they went yeah. on the Folgers commercial, I was like, whoa, he was so music. They Yeah.
0: Were so
2: good. No. I mean, so one of the things that I do is I will, uh, in my hotel room is uh like warm up by going she sneaks around the world from kiev to carolina she's a sticky fingered filter from berlin down to belize she'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to china tell me where in the world is carmen san diego
1: so yeah that is carmen
2: san diego. San diego. yeah <laughs>
1: Hi,
0: I,
2: just, I was feeling it.
0: Feeling <laughs> Dude, it. Nice. I, I like that noise. All right, that's a good one. Trent, you got a guilty pleasure other than just being alive?
2: Wearing
1: onesies. <laughs> that's it. No songs.
2: Well, gotta catch them all. Gotta
0: catch them all. <laughs> okay, here's a fun fact for you that Pokemon theme song, not that one. There was like a Pokemon spinoff kind of show. I, don't think, I think it didn't make it for very long, but one of my friends wrote. And recorded and performed all the music for one of oh, the wow. has Ben Dixon. So he was an awesome singer. That's he cool. was in a cappella groups coming up. He's a phenomenal. Yeah,
2: acapella singer. music's like underrated. Probably yes. the most underrated. Mm-hmm. That's
0: all the best harmony and the best singers. It gives you like chill bumps. Yeah, dude. I love a cappella music. The problem is like it's it's always like um Everybody does cover songs. There's very few, or written, very little original music. And right. So you're like, ah, you know, he didn't do that one as good as the other guys. That you know, I don't know. It's like, what's like the jazz. most jazz is all covers.
2: What's you the know? most uh, iconic acapella piece of work? Like, I can't probably even... what
0: probably what you just said. Seriously, or maybe maybe something by like Boys to Men or something. Maybe oh, yeah. like how do I?
1: Or Seven Bridges Road in the beginning. Oh, that's the probably it. yeah. Yeah, they they, they bring a guitar the in at the end of that bang, though, bang. or in the middle. Yeah, but yeah, the very the intro is amazing.
0: Yeah, I don't know best piece of acapella music that pretty much everybody knows. Uh, I don't know. You hear the Star Spangled Banner song acapella all the time.
2: That's true. That's just because people don't buy but the it's instrumental not
1: necessarily an acapella. Yeah. Right. All right, TJ. Next hard hitting question: What's your biggest humble brag? So, like, the thing that you're most proud of, but you get to brag on it now because I asked. So, like, you're not bringing it up on your own.
2: Uh, I was the youngest FM DJ in the country at 15 years old in a major market. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty big. That is pretty big. awesome.
1: Like, I have a 16-year-old that I can't imagine doing <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, like Sorry,
2: I, was, <laughs> I, I, I was fifteen on the air of a hundred thousand watt FM radio station, and I won't let a fifteen year old wash my car. So uh, <laughs> right. yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I mean, I'm I'm gonna be thirty eight next week, and I have uh, twenty two years in broadcasting, which is pretty special to me. Yeah,
0: Dang, awesome. I don't have twenty two years in anything. No, I almost got twenty two years in marriage.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing
0: doing pretty good at that but i'm not there yet we're closing in on 22 <laughs> years
2: what's the 21
1: no it'll be 21 man. in may
2: crazy dude that's huge congrats yeah thank thanks you. man and
1: happy birthday next week
2: thank you what
1: he said you want, you, having a birthday i missed that part
2: you want, you want to know what's really about that
0: madonna with, song
2: this this is a little grim and and if i told this to eddie bravo he might think it's a conspiracy um <laughs> well because it's made of words right kind of so uh John F. Kennedy was killed on November 22nd, okay? Mm-hmm. JFK Jr. was born on November 25th. Mm-hmm. Okay? My dad died on November 22nd. I was born on November 25th. What? Isn't that weird? So I just need to make sure I don't fly my personal plane around Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard in like July
0: <laughs> well, or check August. Check this out, right? Lindsay was born on September 3rd. And then seventy years later, Trent was born on September third.
1: Is your birthday September third? I didn't know that. That's cool. See, the best people were born in yeah,
2: September. Yeah, all the 3rd. all the
0: best lizard people.
2: <laughs> born I mean on September third. There's a like one in three hundred and sixty five chance that right. they're born on
1: that day. Our daughter is born on four twenty. True story. Oh wow. <laughs> right on cue, dude. <laughs> and I think our son was born on like the day LSD was invented, or something. <laughs> Dang, dude! I didn't know that one. That's hard in the That's
0: me. That's all.
1: Yeah, because I determined when it happened.
0: That's all her. I'm just saying, if somebody was gonna have to get blamed for some yeah, stuff, that's me. That one's on her. What about uh? What about best horrible movie? Like, what's the worst movie that you love?
2: She's the man.
0: Is that where she was in the football? She's she just like in the played soccer.
2: She played soccer, yeah. Amanda Bynes, yeah. Great oh yeah. Movie.
0: Was, I'm thinking about a, I'm thinking about Wildcats. You remember that one?
2: Uh, yeah, that yeah, was Tommy Hall, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that that's also a the, pretty solid one too. Back I'll watch back that in the day. Yeah.
0: What's your best worst movie?
1: Dude, you don't have to those, be your boss. Like, just give us a good one. Jeez, oh, well, I see. I think they're good though. Like how to lose a guy in ten days. Like I think that's oh. a good
0: one. Oh no, I know what yours are. I love that movie. Every every oh. time that the weather starts getting cold outside, it don't got to be winter yet, and it don't got to be real cold. It's just gonna be Alabama cold, right?
1: It's like sixty degrees. Yeah. So <laughs> w-
0: when when you like, I'm gonna wear a jacket. Here comes the Netflix. Christmas love movies.
1: Okay, because my daughter and I are doing that together. Hold on a second. That, you
0: were doing that before your no, daughter had no. anything to do with it.
1: Okay, maybe.
2: <laughs> okay, so my wife will watch a Christmas story in, like, June.
1: He's like, never seen it. He's never what? seen a Christmas story. That's yeah, true. right. That's true. Like, how's that possible?
2: You need to fix that, like, immediately. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I, you know, we I like, like know. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, though.
2: We I hear love. you. So we watch my, one every year. My wife has spent thousands of dollars in a Christmas story ceramic houses for, like, one of those Christmas villages. Like, it's insane. Like, I'm not kidding you. She just spent $900 on this little stupid house.
0: On one Don't let her hear you call it stupid, dude.
2: Oh, no. We've had many conversations about this. Trust me. She 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 knows knows my thoughts on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is she tries to buy doubles generally because, you know, one might break.
1: Oh, so she's got backups for all right. of them. Hey,
0: what was that? What was that question down there at the bottom in the comments, Keelan? I think I seen something. Ask TJ. This is Jujitsu Bud Ten P. Ask TJ about his biker dad or his autobiography. Oh God! You have a biker dad? You have an autobiography?
2: Right. Uh, I had a biker dad he passed away unfortunately yeah my parents were really young when they had me um my dad could have been a hell's angel essentially like I think he essentially was like a hang around but he he didn't go that route um you know a biker
0: Trent's dad's a biker too
2: I mean biker biker kids were were a unique bunch because like I'm rebellion believe it or not like my dad had full sleeve tattoos and you know, full Harley Davidson, everything, you know, jackets. uh, He would buy like Harley Davidson beer to put on the shelf and just display. (laughs)
1: It's ridiculous. So was he disappointed that you didn't have tattoos?
2: uh, No, because he always loved to say that my kid, his quotes, my kid is everything my mother wanted me to be. Okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha. So, yeah. Um, She she had low standards too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of probably <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no but it, it was kind of neat because like uh like Wait, i was said it was worked... the same
0: grandpa grandma that was watching uh, oh, Brady, yeah. Oh, stuff? oh yeah jerry mcguire oh yeah
2: 100 what's going on here <laughs> so uh it was it was interesting because like i worked at this radio station and uh my dad always would take my comp concert tickets so he was going to all these concerts and whatnot and i never had any interest in really going to them so uh, like all my coworkers, they never knew my dad's name they just knew him as tj's dad TJ and Tickets, uh they call him pretty much and and yeah he uh he he was uh he was a wild child to say the least um but uh again like if you're a rebel you have a kid how does a how does a kid rebel against a rebel uh, i don't know i guess you become a broadcaster and don't get any tattoos
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about that autobiography
2: yeah, oh, let's not yeah. talk about it uh no, Mr. Let's do. Mr sensitive that's the that's what it's called uh it's uh, a really long blog that I did on Microsoft Word about the first 20 years of my life
1: whoa
2: and no so you cannot is read it. it
1: like you can't read it
2: no it's like it's not like it, on amazon it's not really a book I mean I could you can self-publish anything these days but I try to I try to not let anyone even know about it anymore but,
0: yeah <laughs> wait so how does uh jiu-jitsu bud know about it
2: uh, I mean I used to I, I mean p- people like I've done a lot of podcasts a lot of yeah. podcasts so stupid things like that come up and unfortunately the internet uh, is forever
0: It never lets you forget So true or false you're going to get me a copy of this and I'm going to paste it to my Instagram in a carousel true or false
2: uh, I will give you a copy of it but you cannot uh, disseminate it
0: Oh then don't give it to me <laughs> I just want to get it out there because it makes you uncomfortable.
1: No, I think that's cool because, okay, so all of the, or a lot of the um, conferences and stuff that we go to for combat business owners and one one of the speakers there uh, at one of the conferences was talking about how everybody can publish their own book. And so you can just like do voice to text, like there's apps on your phone and then you just, you know, talk and what say whatever and then you can, turn it into a book and sell it I mean, on Amazon.
2: Literally, you can just take all of your tweets and release it as a book at this point. You know
1: I've, what seen I mean? so, I've seen it done. I've seen it done. Oh, that one guy that was at Alan's, he had a bunch of jokes and he just had this joke. Bro. <laughs> bro.
0: Okay. So I have to tell you about this. We were at this thing with my boy, Alan Belcher. Who's, I know you know who Alan is. Most of you guys do. And he was put on a business conference and the, he hired a guy to come and do. I was his
1: mom's boyfriend. That's what it was. That's why he ended
0: up there. But the guy was like pestering Allen to. Um, he wanted to be the MC for the event. Like you know, I wrote a book, uh, etc. So yeah, et yeah. he was just like pitching himself as a, as like a MC, right, for the event. And man, every time he would get up between speakers, he would read jokes from his book. The book was what was it called? It was like stuff. I've said know. stuff. I said on Facebook, I swear to God, that was, yes. it was, I swear yes. to God, it was something that was almost verbatim stuff. I wrote on Facebook and it was just copies of his Facebook post. Yeah. And he would get up and read them between things.
1: And uh, not good. You,
2: you see, that's, what's kind of concerning to me now is, as we talk about how anybody can publish anything, well like a lot of times you can publish things without really intending to do what you're doing. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not the, a spring chicken, but I grew up in, you know, the sort of first stages of, of the Internet where uh, I didn't have a, a Twitter until I was like uh, 20 or so, um, 22, maybe. Like, thank God I didn't have a Twitter when I was in my teens. Oh, you know really? Like, yeah. Because there's no going back on that. And like, I, know, I feel that. And I I mean, you just look at like society and as a culture, like we evolve and and grow and move so quickly that when you're in a, maybe a dumb stage in your life, like you could completely screw up your, uh, you know, career opportunities, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. You're never allowed,
0: you're never allowed to grow, which is, I think is weird. Like Uh. we, we talk the talk about growing and changing and becoming better, but we really don't let people do that. Mm -mm. uh, And like 10 years ago,
1: you said this, right? 10 years ago, 10 years. dude. I'm not allowed to change my mind. I'm an (laughs) idiot right now, but
0: 10 years ago.
2: Now now you're seeing why I don't want anyone to read this stupid book that I wrote.
0: Well, good news. Hit him with that comment right there. (laughs) Oh Uh, no. The third one, that one. I think I still oh, have God. a file on an old laptop.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're out there. Like I said, the Internet's forever.
0: Yeah, right. dog, let's go.
2: Uh-oh, yeah. someone used to listen to me and Josh Gross. Josh Gross and I were supposed to have a grappling match.
0: Uh-oh, what happened?
2: Uh, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I I blew out my knee i did blow out my knee I, I you know i i've never gotten my knee looked at i know that i've like torn and shredded either my uh mcl or acl and i probably need to go get that taken care of but uh
1: you hang out with too many jujitsu people and you just don't go to the doctor yeah
2: yeah pretty we much i mean it. What's it gonna I have, it's broken yeah like whatever it's functional still it just it slips out you know you don't need it
1: they just tell me i'm old like i just stopped going to the doctor like here's what's happening with my shoulder. And they're like, no, nah, you're just old. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my doctors will be like,
0: uh, I don't know why you even come here. You're not going to do what I tell you. Yeah.
2: Oh man. Why am I getting a phone call right now from Talladega, Alabama?
0: Hey, that spam. ain't me. That's spam. That's spam. Let that yeah, go.
2: I've never gotten a, a spam call or any other call. Uh, I didn't know Alabama they had phones in
0: Talladega. <laughs> I thought they just had
2: rebel flags and, and rednecks. Racing. Yeah. racing. Oh, wait, is Talladega like the Speedway in Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was in Florida or something.
1: What? Come on, Zara. no, Alabama. Come on. I don't know. I don't. know. we, I got, don't we race. got NASA too. We got things. We, we got, got cool yeah, things. we got, we got, we got stuff. cool we got things. All right, we
0: do have football. If
1: you like football, <laughs> I, don't I do like, like football. I like I college talking, football too. I went to the or grocery store the Apple. other day. And this lady was, the cashier was just trying to like make conversation with me. But when I go to the grocery store, I just get annoyed because people. Anyway, so like she goes, oh, like, I don't know this lady. She goes, oh, did your team win this weekend? And I go, my team? Like, is she talking (laughs) about jujitsu? Like, she she knows jujitsu. And I was like, I said, what team? She goes, oh, whatever team you pull for. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't watch sports. (laughs)
2: That's funny.
0: I was so confused. Dude, if you if you live in Alabama and you haven't picked a side, Alabama or Auburn, you're you're kind of just like an outcast from society.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not Out on a lot of like. Uh, you can't you know, really talk to conversation.
2: There, there is something funny about college sports because, like, I I definitely like appreciate people that support like their their team, and you know, you don't necessarily have to go to college to you know pull for a team especially when that team is like from your area but at the same time it's like i've really had a difficult time cheering for these universities that are just like putting people in massive debt and then giving them a degree at the end of the day that may or may not help them you know what i mean like it's kind of a weird thing it's like what like i feel like when it comes to professional sports like for example i'm from minneapolis like the The Minnesota Twins, do they really care about Minneapolis, St. Paul as a whole? No, they care about making money and, you know, putting a a team out on on the field. But college is a little more, you know, maybe ingrained in the community. But again, at the same time, like, uh, I mean, my wife went to the University of Iowa and like an art school and will never, ever get done paying her uh, student loans, like ever. Like
0: Crazy. It's nuts. Crazy. And like uh, college debt is like the a loan, student loan is like the one thing you have to pay back. Like oh, you can't, you can't get, get that, rid of it. You can't get yeah. that debt absolved no matter no. what. Well,
1: and it's kind of like so. I went to community college, and then I went to like this is my alma mater for my masters, and um, yeah, like the cheaper schools. But you tell people that you go to that school, and they're just kind of like, oh. oh, so you really didn't thing. get a degree, like uh, like uh, I'm like no, I got a degree just like everybody else, but now I'm not in debt.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, that that was my thing, you know, working at a radio station so young back then, the barrier to entry was really hard. You know, like you, you couldn't just start a podcast. You couldn't do anything like that. And, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot of things about broadcasting. Like I I, I don't want to get on like my you know soapbox here, but like I believe I'm a professional broadcaster that doesn't mean you can't broadcast to a lot of people these days. You know what I mean? If you're not a professional broadcaster, you can just get on YouTube or do whatever you want to. And uh, that's good. The barrier for, for entry, like having it be lower. I think that's good because to me, to me, broadcasting is an art, right? Like just because I think I'm a fine oil painter doesn't mean that you're not making just as good art with, you know, uh, you know, pencil and paper. Um, it, it's all. And it doesn't in, mean in,
0: that somebody needs a degree to sit down and start learning how to paint with oil,
2: right? And, and that's one thing that I think is really important is you know the idea that you have to follow or fit into a mold to do really anything. I think that's an antiquated uh, sort of thing. Like there are a couple of professions that you definitely need to go to, to college for. Um, if you're a doctor you're gonna to have to learn all that medical stuff. If you're a lawyer, I mean, you're gonna to have to learn, you know, legal precedent and, and spend a lot of time with your, your nose in the books. But uh, for example, again, my, my wife is uh, an art major and she's an engineering assistant. I have no idea how that works, but. Those are like the
0: two, those are opposite things.
2: Seriously. And, and, and I think she, she has a hard time sort of accepting the fact that she isn't following her passion and you know what she went to school for. But at the same time, like she gets enough money to, you know, calm that and and buy stupid Christmas story (laughs) houses. Hey,
0: listen, we all, we all got our things. I buy Coke zeros, you know, I collect Coke zeros. You know, I wish I would have been collecting the, uh, keeping the coca-cola
2: points for all these years i probably oh, i probably have i probably, probably have like a
1: coca-cola by now you yeah. have a
2: jacket man you know on that uh note uh i don't you probably guys didn't have this did you ever remember a uh soda called okay soda it was by coca-cola came out in the mid-90s it was
0: uh hey man real it, quick we don't say it, soda we don't say that
2: No, but it was literally called it was literally called okay soda
0: okay i'll allow it
2: go ahead okay um so it uh, it was it was marketed towards like a Gen X crowd um, like y- y- you ever see the video game Fallout like the like the, oh, Fallout-, me. Yeah. Sign sign the test, Fallout. Yeah. Yes. OK. So like there's like a Fallout 76, which is like that weird sort of like post nuclear like guy like giving his like thumbs up yeah. on the on the cover. Um, yeah. their, their soda cans were kind of like that. But anyway, it was a limited release soda in uh, certain areas. Um, Minnesota was one of the uh, markets that they released it. And uh, I re- recently purchased an OK Soda can uh, that is 20 years old, and it's empty, and I just put it on my shelf because it's awesome.
0: NFT. That's an NFT. That's right, Keelan.
1: He knows. Got that NFTs. Did you ever drink Crystal Pepsi? Who didn't right drink Crystal Pepsi? It's not tomorrow. Does Trent know now. what Crystal Pepsi is, Trent? No, he don't know doesn't what know what Pepsi Crystal Pepsi, Pepsi
0: is. He wasn't drinking that in the break room at Speak High School, boy. <laughs> when they put Crystal Pepsi out, I, that was a game changer. I thought it was gross. It tasted exactly like regular Pepsi. Uh,
2: it did, but there was a big uh, myth about that because people's like minds yeah. kept thinking it was like citrus.
0: Yeah, they right, took the brown out. R- right now. Right.
2: Is, that, is that that video that was like this? like? I can't even see. It. Like right now, I'm thirsty. Like you would hold that. Yeah, song. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had the Van Halen song playing in it. It
2: was a great, great, First great, great Pepsi, music video.
0: The choice of the name and Madonna. That "Like a Prayer" was a Pepsi commercial too. Full circle. Hmm.
2: I like, I like Pepsi. I like so. I mean, okay. What do you say? You don't say soda. You call everything a Coke.
0: Everything's yeah, everything's Coke. a Coke. You say, okay. "Hey man, let me get a Coke," and then you say, "What kind of, what Coke? Kind of Coke you want?"
2: Okay, I have not met a uh, kind of Coke I didn't like. Don't get cute um, with that. That sounds really you're soda, scandalous. You're a
0: soda man, huh? Uh,
2: so where I, uh, f- first off, just on the vernacular, where I'm from, despite soda being it. in the name, Don't Minnesota, uh, everyone there says pop. Don't say that.
0: Why? No, you can't pop. say that.
2: I said harmful, soda always to, just to be different.
0: Content.
2: All right. Well, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, beverages that are uh, made of high it's fructose corn syrup. Hard yeah. Soda
1: pops. Oh, so- can oh. you say soda pop.
0: Like Soda Popinski off Mike Tyson's Punch Out?
2: Oh, man. I never beat that guy. What? Yeah, tough. He was tough. And I also never had Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I don't know if it was because my parents were too cheap to buy the Mike Tyson version. I had uh, just Punch Out with. uh, That
0: was after. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Super Macho Man or whatever the guy. Super Macho
0: Man was tough, dude. I
2: I never got there.
0: He's right after Soda Popinski.
2: Right. Never got past Soda Popinski. Mm, That's tough.
1: So crazy that you remember things like that.
2: Uh,
0: I wish I could like, explain
1: to you how many hours you I invested into my not Remember, project. like, what you ate yesterday, correct? Or conversations that we had yesterday, but yeah, you all remember correct. video games that you played 15 years ago.
2: You see, that, that's that's me metal. with MMA from <laughs> UFCs 40 through 60. I don't know what happened last Saturday, but like, you asked me n- name a number, Dude. pick a number 40 through okay, 60. Okay,
0: oh, okay, all right, here we go. So, get ready to check him on his facts. We're gonna. Keelan's gonna fact check you. All right, all right. Let's go with UFC sixty.
2: UFC sixty was uh, Hughes versus Gracie. It nice. was the first UFC at the Staples Center uh, in Los Angeles. It was the second UFC uh, to happen uh, in the state of California. Uh, the UFC immediately prior to sixty was UFC fifty nine, uh, which that's, that's,
0: was in oh that was some Anaheim. In there
2: um no no you no hang on ufc 59 was anaheim uh which is back-to-back california events um that's
0: right i'm looking at it
2: that's great yeah uh let's see here uh ufc 60 i believe john alessio fought diego sanchez is that right yep yeah Dang. um yeah lots of stuff
0: that's what about uh ufc okay hold on I'm i'm gonna switch it on which one which card was usa versus canada
2: UFC 48.
0: Dang. I think that's right.
2: I know it's right. Cause it's 40 through 60. I know everything.
1: <laughs> the 40 was when you started. Oh no, it's not right. You it's got a payback. Oh, For- you're out of
0: there.
2: Damn you're it. 40
0: versus Shamrock.
2: 49 was you have no 49 was unfinished business. What was USA versus Canada?
0: I think it was 58, maybe
2: 58. Okay. So I was off.
0: No, was it see if
1: 58? I think USA 58.
2: You're Canada. right. Yeah, you got it off by 10. 48 was payback. Oh
1: man, USA versus Canada. It's yeah. still crazy though. It's like, right. pretty good. Give me another
2: one. Give me another one. Uh, it's got to be 40 through 60. Yeah, hmm. Where
0: which? Oh, that was after 60. Give me which event was um right, rich laugh. franklin versus anderson silva the first one.
2: Oh, the first one that wasn't 40 through 60 that was uh that was i think in the 70s was it not
0: it may have the first one i think it was 40 through 60 somewhere it was right in that range no right in that right in that it might be in that 50 range
2: no maybe i don't think so though i could be wrong yeah just pick a number that's why that's what i need to do pick a number don't pick a fact pick a number
1: 45
2: 45 ufc 45 was revolution it was the 10-year anniversary show it was headlined by frank trig and matt hughes um let's see here uh yeah they released limited edition poker chips for that event if you sent in a proof of purchase they would send you uh <gasps>
1: i remember that i remember as well i think it was from when we went back so brandon and i went back and started with ufc one and then just started watching so you know like how you binge watch game of thrones or whatever yeah i had to
0: order i had to order all the old ones on dvd from
2: australia really yeah
1: wow i
0: mean because fight um, Pass didn't exist well and they didn't have them all in uh they were like as they were done in australia special region disc or something like that right
2: yeah Yeah. um it's kind of weird so like i i watched ufc's one through probably 18 on vhs because they were in my local hollywood video and then 18 to about 38 i had to buy vhs recordings off of ebay because they never released those. There were like not very few limited uh, release, whether it be DVD or um, or VHS. And th- that's one thing that I always say to like new fans. Like I-, I found MMA in like 2001 or 2002, and I was able to watch everything that had ever happened from the UFC or pride within like a two year period. There's no way you can ever sit down oh. today and watch the entire library. There's not enough time in the world.
0: Plus all the movies on there on fight pass. That's and right. podcast like extra rounds
2: that's right yeah uh with,
0: with my friend tj Desantis and pearl gonzalez wink when, when's the next episode of extra rounds today
2: today yeah and today weekly uh yeah well th- basically two times a week because we do a post fight show as well so um, where can
0: uh where can everybody follow you on your social media what's the best place to to learn more about tj
2: at TJ Desantis whether it's Twitter or Instagram. I'm not very good at Instagram. I got to learn how to do that better.
0: I'm not like very that. good at Twitter. I'm a, I'm much better at Instagram and YouTube and all those, but TJ, lindsay has got to run, so we're cutting it off, dog. But hang around and I'll tell you about that special match coming up for CJJ.
2: Oh, exciting business. Thanks all for right, having guys.
0: me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks, TJ.
2: You're my favorite. <laughs>